0: CBS News Brief. From Poland, CBS's Charlie Daggett on the resurgence of COVID-19. Europe has been racking up record numbers this week. A surge so worrying. The World Health Organization warns of up to half a million more COVID deaths by this spring. Well, back here, CBS's Tom Hansen on some undoing of mandates. Disney is reversing course on vaccine mandates for workers at Walt Disney World in Florida. The move comes after Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation restricting work place mandate. It is the quintessential busiest week of travel for the year, and as booster shots were just approved for adults, millions are expected to travel. But CBS's Tom Hansen reports on new COVID-19 surges. Nationwide, new cases are up nearly 54% in the last month. Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, and Wisconsin are among the hardest hit states. Now that the CDC has cleared the way for Americans 18 or older to get a booster shot, there are growing questions about the prospects for additional boosters. We would hope, and and, and this is something that we're looking at very carefully, that that third shot not only boosts you way up, but increases the durability
1: so that you will not necessarily need it every six months or a year. We're hoping it
0: pushes it out more. This is CBS News.
2: Let's go to California. Ron, you're on KDK. Thank you, sir. I mm-hmm.
1: uh, a subject I wanted to talk about, uh, but uh, hearing about this human uh, hunting game that's been going on with vigilantes is a little concerning. But uh, what I had called about was deer hunting and in relationship to deer hunting, the uh, transmission of the COVID from humans to the wildlife deer. And what that might mean, and eventually, as it spreads to other animals and rapidly spreads to the deer for hunters alone, uh, deer hunters, that is.
2: You think (laughs) it'll spread to uh, the hunters if they consume the venison?
1: uh, Well, this is the part that's touchy here the retransmission to humans is still under study, but the transmission is clear to the wildlife. And that's because of polluted water, polluted, discarded food, uh, human waste, and so forth, that the hunters bring forward, and that's where the transmission uh, reportedly has begun. My concern, of course, is as we evolve here, as the transmission goes throughout the different animals, will it become a cross-species transmission not only to deer and wildlife but to human animal food? And you're talking cattle. You're well, talking that was pigs, my question. You know. Yes, sir.
2: I said that was my question.
1: No. <laughs> well, that's that's what the concern is. And okay. that has not been evidenced yet that I've seen reports, but there are definitely studies on it. And why don't we do, uh, you know, get some oversight out there in the government to really make this at a forefront? Because well, I think the- that you're right. Um, it,
2: some of the... <clears throat> Origins of uh, the disease in in terms of uh, uh, cross-contamination from animals to humans was was that it began at a wet market in China where people were consuming uh, some animal species. So uh, who's to say it couldn't go the other way uh, from deer to
1: humans? Because because there are levels with with, with, uh, the cattle versus uh, pigs they They have different uh, uh variants of of, of uh, cellular uh, transmission of similar diseases but if the if we get across species transmission truly through another system such as wildlife to to cattle and and to other uh, domestic animals, then that transmission may be complete it hasn't hasn't been proven as of yet, but if it is, then we really have hell to pay when it comes to our food product and hunters be aware. If you shoot an animal, you may well give it a, a COVID test at the same time before you, you consume it or give it to your family <laughs> or even come near it. And mm. may be a time to sit back. And maybe uh, those hunters out there who think they want a better game and looking at human beings and they're playing cowboys should also have a better thought on their game.
2: Well, in this day and age, it's hard to decide uh, what you're going to consume, you know?
1: No, I, I know that, sir. I just... Like people to have the consciousness of the subject, and the consciousness may be put forward in some reality to make change.
2: All right. We appreciate you uh, coming forward with that, okay? Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to Susan in Cranberry. Susan, you're on KDK. Hi, Chris. Hi. Uh,
0: the reason for my call is that um, there was a, a gentleman on a couple of callers ago talking about deer hunters and COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Mike is a local vet that is on kdka on thursday mornings and he addressed it this past week and he said that people don't he said people don't have to worry about getting covid from the deers Um, although he did say but he said this should just be routine practice that any hunter field dressing any animal should always wear disposable gloves just because, Um, but he said that people didn't have to worry about um, getting COVID from a deer.
2: Well, that's good news. Um, uh, Ron in California just said he was concerned about that, uh, and he didn't know because you remember those initial reports about COVID said it came from a wet market where they were slaughtering bats and other things for human consumption in China, so uh I, I know I've interviewed a number of medical experts who worry about cross species contamination from animals oh, sure. to humans and vice versa. So it's good to know Dr. Ron, you said does it Doctor f- Mike. Doctor Mike uh says what? that can't happen. I hope he's right.
0: Yep. I think he's pretty good, so
2: all right. Anything else? A-
0: nope, that's
2: it. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Let's go to David in San Francisco. David, you're on KDK.
3: Oh, howdy, Chris. Hi. Uh, yeah, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I'll I'm be working. Oh uh, Yeah, I, I'm glad Ron called about the deer. Um, there was, uh, I, just during the break after his call, I was looking on YouTube, and I think the National Deer Association, um, they're not exactly downplaying it but they do acknowledge that it's in Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New York. So, um, you know, be so if you got some hunters in the audience, uh, you know, when you're gutting them, uh, I would think, you know, if you puncture a lung, you might get a face full of it. So, um, but there's no specific, uh, apparently, uh, also the Center for Disease Control doesn't, uh, But they haven't seen any example of humans catching it from deer. They've only uh, uh, seen that uh, deer seem to be catching it from humans. But that still is a, a bad sign if deer are picking it up because that means that it can get into any number of other species. And, uh, I f- was reading an article about it the other day in the Financial Times, and they mentioned, uh, I've forgotten the name of the organization, but it's something similar to the World Health Organization, except it's a World Health Organization for Animals. And, uh, and they mentioned that there were 30 different species of uh, mostly mammals that have caught COVID, and, um, the, uh, uh, I, I think it was in, they had a map, uh, and it showed that the, the worst spread was in the North American continent, uh, Europe, and uh, there's some in South America, and uh, Hong Kong, and Japan. So, uh, you know, I, uh, apparently, uh, you know, it is uh, showing up in these various species, 30 different species, mostly mammals which is not a good sign, uh, you know, if we had just clamped down on this uh, uh, epidemic, took it seriously a, a year and a half ago and not given it over to Jared Kushner to manage, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this thing would have disappeared easily. Um, you know, regarding the Arbery thing and um, who is that little rat up in uh, Wisconsin, <clears throat> that just reminded me of the. Uh, uh, do you remember the old Joseph Conrad story, The Most Dangerous Game?
2: Mm, not offhand. What's it about?
3: Well, Joseph Conrad wrote a lot of stories about sailors. And uh, and this one was a sailor. His, his ship is sunk, and he's on a floating board or whatever, and he makes his way to some island. And there's this rich guy that lives on that island. He's got a big old mansion, and he staggers up to the front door, and the guy welcomes him in, gives him a good meal, lets him settle down for a little while. And then after dinner, he says, oh, by the way, you're, uh, I'm going to go out hunting tonight, and you're it. So uh, he kicks him out the door. I don't think he even gives him a gun. And uh, and the most dangerous game is when a human starts to, to, you know, wants to hunt other humans.
2: Well, I've seen movies like that, but the, you know they were made in the 30s or 40s. Uh, so and this person was on a desert island. This guy called himself the world's greatest hunter, and he someone was shipwrecked, and they invited him in, and then. He hunted them with a bow and arrow. So I've seen right. movies like that that parallel that storyline.
3: Yeah, that's probably Joseph Conrad's story that mm. it was taken off of because he was he was about a hundred years ago. Okay, uh, and and uh, so 1930s would have been you know just appropriate for it. In fact, yeah, because that's wrote, all
2: Hollywood did was take a novel and then write a screenplay about it and produce it you know like something yeah
3: yeah and in fact apocalypse now was also taken off of uh, one of joseph conrad's books um uh heart of darkness which was uh take off on uh what king leopold did to the belgian congo and in in heart of darkness uh the sailor is hired by uh you know the the business people who are involved with the uh, you know with King Leopold and this guy Kurtz is way upstream. Uh, you know they're not getting any production out of the jungle anymore because Kurtz is up there just hacking away at people, and uh, and business can't flow when uh, they've got a madman who is the overseer, and uh, so it, it it it's an interesting uh, conundrum when. The madman at the top uh, uh, creates uh, so many other madmen that uh, they can't even make any money anymore. Hmm. Uh, It's just gotten into a slaughter fest. And uh, so in some ways... Do you think that's where we're headed? Well, it's it's an interesting thing because, you know, when you think about Paul Manafort and Roger Stone, you know, the two of them used to manage dictatorships. And when when, uh, Donald Trump hired Paul Manafort, all of the big-picture people back in New York City and Washington, D.C., around the world, they knew who Paul Manafort was. Uh, I mean, Paul Manafort... He actually tricked Newt Gingrich into allowing, um, I'm trying to think of Boko Sesi Sesi. He was uh, one of these dictatorships uh, in Africa, and he came, he, he, Paul Manafort arranged for him to come and address Congress and ask them for $60 million uh, to aid in, in his coup or in his dictatorship. Did they give it to him? Oh, yeah. But mm. the interesting thing was, was uh, Boko Sese Sussi was a, a, a Maoist. So Newt Gingrich invites a Maoist into the U.S. Congress to be given $60 million to help in running a dictatorship for the mining company.
2: Well, that, it depends on who's making money. You know that. Uh, David, yeah, stay, I'm late for this break. I have sure. to take it now. Thank you. Stay safe.
3: Good, All ha- right. uh, good holiday. All
2: right. Thank you. Uh, let's take this break right now.